0: welcome back to the stage of history what stage is that um well you called my bluff i don't have an answer to that <laughs> i think i was just there's a bit of a countdown thing going on and it just made me for some reason think of soul caliber
1: soul caliber
0: yeah simmy is wounded but the soul still burns <laughs> oh man i used to i still have that on uh <clears throat> on dreamcast i love that game that's that's gotta be you one have of, a Dreamcast? I have a Dreamcast. I got that's awesome. A handful of games for it. It's almost no one owned
1: a Dreamcast when it was out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's it, the, the problem with old electronics is they often cost more to repair than to replace, mm. and there's n- very few people selling Dreamcasts that I've found locally. So I have a Dreamcast that I have to play with it at a ninety degree angle. I have to put it up on its side.
1: Did you just say you have a Dreamcast?
0: I have a Dreamcast. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, you have a dreamcast. I have a dreamcast one day someone will know how to repair it other than you
0: yeah, well, I also have a <laughs> first generation PlayStation with the same issue where it just like it doesn't work <laughs> i was it, it it had a few more issues than I realized you know it just doesn't work anymore, so
1: yeah. I have a lot of things that don't work too, yeah, and most I, importantly, I have me uh, self burn. Uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sad now.
0: Yeah. Actually, one of the games I have for the Dreamcast is um, Record of Lotus War. Uh, have you ever seen the Record of Lotus War anime?
1: Those are words you're putting together that I have zero clue about. Perfect.
0: Uh, it's really good. If you like Dungeons & Dragons, it is I don't. actually... I do I hate it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well it's <laughs> actually an anime that was based on a novel that was based on the creator's Dungeons & Dragons campaign. So you've literally got... Um, a hero, like a, a fighter, an elf, a dwarf, a mage, a cleric. Uh, you, they meet a rogue and a berserker later on. It's literally Dungeons & Dragons done in anime and played hmm. completely straight. No gimmick or anything to it.
1: Now, is the dwarf more Lord of the Rings or more the Dungeons & Dragons movie? Because this is an important distinction we oh, have learned. he's it's,
0: it's a fully D&D style, uh, like no Scottish accent or anything is a fully D&D dwarf.
1: Okay, so he's he's like the more like the movie one.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he's more like the Dragonlance uh Flint Fireforge, like the stereotypical dwarf dwarf. As in dwarf is the character class, right? And oh. and the personality oh. and the occupation. Dwarf. It,
1: it's it's like the D&D version of the racial character class.
0: Exactly right, yeah.
1: From, you know, Palladium. Yeah. I knew you knew that I just I was knew saying that. it for me yeah. and fun. you know yeah, and anyone I, else that might yeah. be listening, whatever hey, are there people listening i uh, am looking around. I don't see anybody, I, mean, oh, I guess we're good. I mean there's just the the normal people looking <laughs> in the windows. no big normal, deal
0: normal people looking in the windows a moment ago, I reached for my coffee and I grabbed my cup of dice. you should drink that, <laughs> yeah, well, when you live the r p g lifestyle
1: right <laughs> you are you are fully internalizing your dice system. <laughs> That's
0: it. I just gotta jump up and down and vomit to roll my, my attack roll. It's not gonna be pretty.
1: <laughs> oh, that feels like a six. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, it's a natural one! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Well, this has been a quality (laughs) intro. This has been...
1: There you go. That's as close as you're ever getting to what you really want. (laughs) You know, I'm disappointed in us, if I'm I'm being honest. Wow. We have finally found... We found King Monkey's threshold, everybody. This is an historic day. Funny thing is... King Monkey is saying, back off.
0: (laughs) And I gotta say, I don't think this is as low as we can go either. Like, I don't think we've... I think the bottom of the barrel for us is like a hypothetical thing. I don't know that there's a real bottom of
1: the barrel. Yeah. This is just kind of like. It's more like, like yeah. we understand societal norms enough that we know we can only go so far below them yeah. before no one will accept us. So we yeah. hit, we rub against that bottom vigorously and usually creating sparks and yeah. until someone smacks us and says, hey, settle down. And is that why we,
0: people call us on Discord? Who?
1: you can oh. edit you can edit that out.
0: that's fine, yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to edit that out, but I'll make sure I edit between uh, is that why right to ooh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> What's that prolonged beep for <laughs> yeah i'm getting I'm getting real good at some of these beeping edits that we're gonna have to do. <laughs> well anyway, we have things we normally do. Let's hit our random verb of the week. And I said it right this time. There you go, right on. <clears throat> I am hitting the randomize. You know what? Roll a D twelve. I've got twelve options I'm here. I'm gonna roll the, the gold one. It's uh,
0: called Dwarven Brandy. The die? That's yeah, that's right. It's like a golden,
1: sparkly one with black. Okay. Uh, you, I you three. I was very confused for a second. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Well, I'm
0: not. I'm not drinking Dwarven Brandy.
1: Okay. I was. I was. That's what I. Th- I, I thought that's what you're doing. I'm like, well, it's gonna. It's hard to get that ruin in the,
0: uh, It's very hard to get that in Canada.
1: You rolled a three. I rolled a three. All right. So your word of the week, sponsored by It's a Verb, for It's a Verb's Random Verb of the Week, is bathe. Bathe. Bathe.
0: (laughs) I had to bathe earlier today as the coating of filth which had accumulated on my skin made it hard for my shirt to stay on.
1: Makes it hard to stay on? Wouldn't it stay on even better? No, it just slips right off. (laughs) I think you're wearing your shirts wrong. That's entirely possible. (laughs) I don't think you're actually wearing a shirt. You might just have, like, a length of cloth you're throwing over your shoulders. (laughs) My shawl. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to go out in public in just a shawl.
0: (laughs) I have had some comments of people raising concerns. Uh, I felt maybe it was overstated, but...
1: I'm definitely not going to cut that out. Is that is that the bit today? Is where I I just make things, yeah. say things you can't say and we just cut over them. I'm not going to cut that out. Well, I won't cut that out either. <laughs> There's about. your new 22 minute yeah. episode.
0: <laughs> 22, 22 <laughs> minutes of excerpts like just. I'm not going to cut now. that out.
1: <laughs> okay, pause for edit. Who got to cut that one out? <laughs> Welcome to our show. Pause for edit. <laughs> Twenty-two minutes of X. <laughs> this week X is pause for Edit. <laughs> I thought
0: that was a drug reference of some kind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and pause for Edit. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> There's quality content right here.
1: <laughs> Unintentional bits, dude.
0: In as much as we've actually recorded
1: content thus far. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, you know what's oh, yeah. cool? Role-playing games? That's <laughs>
1: uh, true. What? Role playing games are a thing that exists.
0: Yeah. I bet you there are websites dedicated to doing it online too. Nah, probably not. Let's look it up. Some place where you could have like a crossroads of role playing games. Role that would be a good idea. Crossroads.
1: We should we should uh we should trademark patent. that so that yeah. we could start something there. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, we we wouldn't want some other places to get ahead of us on that would oh, we i
0: don't know for sure no I can't no. imagine that anyone started this beforehand anyway
1: so it's not no a big, not a big deal i mean so so not only is the site idea a, a, a place on the interwebs where people can go to talk about these things mm-hmm. but this podcast mm-hmm. no one's ever done anything like it before no talking no, about sure. role-playing games i mean very novel who would have thought to do that no one no one no all. one but for sure no one, no yeah. one. And I know for a fact we have at least one lady listener, probably two. <laughs> that many
0: <laughs> can't see why. So
1: we have got
0: That's true. <laughs> oh man. The internet, huh? The internet
1: Pause for edit.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna record for three hours for a fifty minute episode.
1: Boy, oh boy. I've also started to notice that my, cri- my chair creaks. Oh, yeah? I-, I don't know if you can hear it.
0: Ever so slightly.
1: It is very clear on the recording to me. Ah, okay. And so now that I've noti- I've noticed it, <laughs> I'm hearing it every time I move. Now you're stuck in one place. You're like, can't move. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, tr- I, I like, reach for something. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm like, definitely can't move while I'm talking because yeah, that I can't edit out ever.
0: <laughs> just have like a series of levers and pulleys where you can... Uh, swing something over you. Like, you have to arrange everything in this sort of very Rube Goldberg fashion around you just so you don't have to move.
1: The real reason we record once every two weeks is because it takes me two <laughs> weeks to reset things back up. That's it. Do you know how much <laughs> twine he goes through? That's... Oh, man. Thank goodness twine is like a buck for 5,000 miles. That's it. I go through two rolls every two weeks. I spent $12 this month. <laughs>
0: That's a lot of twine.
1: <laughs> oh, well, we've been talking about dice systems. We have been. Sort of. Yeah. In the, in the we've past. We've sort of been talking in about past, dice yeah. systems. Not
0: today we haven't.
1: And we've sort of been using RPGs as the tool to talk about them in the probably loosest way you can prob- probably imagine those two things being discussed and used together. Yeah. We definitely talk about the dice that mm-hmm. I say we're talking about that day. And we definitely bring up the name of a system. That, prominent, that prominently uses that die.
0: Yeah, or in exclusively, theory at least. In some cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And so we've been downgrading mm-hmm. each time. We started with D20. We went to D10. Today we're at the fabled D6. D6. And the system that King Monkey himself highlighted as his favorite and the only example of a pure D6 system mm-hmm. then promptly forgot about it last week yeah and i I've believe forgot about it now i'm not sure okay i thought two. i thought you i thought you brought it i thought you brought it again but oh. i guess you have forgotten it again uh why don't you look around there might be a book somewhere near you you could grab that we could <gasps> just use whatever's there oh you saw it because
0: the 4k ultra high definition 3d uh <laughs> Eight v r camera that I've got set up, right for as our, as previously our, established, yes. for our podcast
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so do we have do we have to make two world anvil accounts and do one that's our adventure assemble world and mm-hmm. one that's this world that we live in <laughs> I because I feel know. like both of those are severely fictional enough to warrant their own Wikipedia page. I
0: could certainly use some help navigating, <laughs>
1: the,
0: yeah. I do have a book. It's a a prominently D6 role-playing system that many people have been talking about online.
1: Oh, we've gotten a lot of requests to cover this one. You want to talk about clamoring? You never heard such clamoring. We were called cowards for not being willing to cover it. And it's not that we weren't willing. It was just that it wasn't time. Someone threw a bag of hard-boiled eggs
0: at my car. Oh. Maybe related. A whole bag? Yeah. (laughs) It might be related. I don't know.
1: Speaking of hard-boiled eggs, I saw this thing that sounds amazing, mm-hmm. and it was a hard-boiled egg. I think it's like a. I think it was a soft-boiled egg, so okay. it's kind of like soft in the middle. Yeah, and then they covered it in sausage and then wrapped that in bacon and grilled it, covered it in barbecue. And I about had a heart attack just looking at it because it yeah. looked amazing.
0: Is that? It sounds like a Scotch egg. Is that what I'm? Is that, is that what a Scotch that egg? That was is?
1: that was what people that was what people called or said it sounded like as well. I don't know what it was. I saw it in a... Sure. (laughs) I I definitely... I'm definitely not too old for the place I saw it on, so I'm definitely not keeping that away for any particular reason at all. Especially considering how many babies are in our Discord now. (laughs) All the youngins. I'm at that age where I can say that now.
0: Knee high to a grasshopper, all of
1: them. (laughs) These little 20-somethings. And I'm like, gosh, I've had crushed dreams older than you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. I kind
0: of want to continue the hard-boiled egg conversation, but I don't know that that's productive or conducive to (laughs) to role-playing, so we should probably move on. Remind remind me to tell you about Ethiopian kiwat stew with hard-boiled eggs later.
1: I am sure I will remember that. Absolutely.
0: Why wouldn't you? So, I remember back in the day, we had, um, in my small town where I grew up, we had a game store, and one day they had Tune, the cartoon role-playing game from Steve Jackson Games. Steve Jackson Games, I knew it because, of course, fighting fantasy books, uh, which I guess is also an example of a D6 role-playing system, kind of. d uh, D6 gaming system, I guess, is more accurate, less role-playing in that one. Um, but Steve Jackson Games did those, they did Tune. So I had to pick it up. I looked through it and I was instantly sold. Toon is a hilarious game. It uses exclusively D6s.
1: Very cool. So that, so, so, I mean, as we've been alluding to for, mm-hmm. for weeks now, we're covering Tune as the D6 system because it's oh. what
0: everyone wants us to cover. Everyone's been asking. They're like, when are you going to get to D6 systems? Because yeah. specifically, I want to talk about Toon from Steve Jackson Games. The
1: explicit yeah. quote I have is, Very cover expensive. it, you cowards. And, and so, and then the bag of hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, and followed by the bag of hard-boiled eggs. Which again yeah. may, I'm assuming, is related, but <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, timing could not have been a coincidence there. No. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Tune? What's the what's the the conceit behind the game? You role play a cartoon. All right, and that's the episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's it's not there. You go. Thanks for joining us. Now, it's not super in-depth uh, concept-wise, but the idea is Looney Tunes or Merry Melodies. That's it. You're playing your own version of, you know, your own idealized Bugs Bunny OC. Do Not mm. Steal. It's it's very simple, very easy to pick up and get in. It is rules light, which aids in the, the speed that you can pick it up and the speed that you can just start to play at a really good advanced level. Uh, it actually has a special forward for experienced role players telling them to stop stop trying to think like a role-playing game. Don't try and survive. Don't try and plot. Don't try and plan. Don't try and make sure everything goes uh, swimmingly so that you achieve the objective. Because that's not the point. The, this is a very much a game where the journey is more important than the destination. So if you have a group of like-minded idiot friends who all think in terms of cartoons, then Toon is the game for you.
1: And it's it's pretty neat. I I I've listened to it be discussed on the System Mastery podcast and I enjoyed it just listening to the way kind of it breaks down. It is very easy. I thought about bringing it into a a family type game. It's it is something I think you could easily pick up and have anyone play. I mean, even just you go into the actual character creation and for attributes it says determine your attributes roll one die four times. That gives That's you it. your muscle score, zip, smarts, and hutzpa. Hutzpa. Those, yeah. those are your four attributes that cover everything, and you have what twenty? I saw the number here. Twenty-three skills is what it said.
0: Yeah, like sub uh, sub skills to each attribute, just like in Dungeons and Dragons. You know, your muscle has breakdown, door, climb, fight, pick up heavy thing. Uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, uh, and they've got basically rules where the the 50 rule. Mm. When in doubt, roll it out. So if anything is conditionally or you know if you're if you're not sure if you could do the thing with a certain skill just throw a d6 50 50 odds yes 50 odds no so i mean uh, beyond that you've got a few sort of hit points but there's no such thing as death if an anvil falls on you and crushes you uh then you're you can't talk for three minutes (laughs) and then you'll come back so there's like there's no there's no danger if you will to playing the game and losing
1: Right. Losing can be just as fun as winning in some ways.
0: Absolutely, for sure. Because, you know, it has things like the, the, the what do you call it, the uh, the bag of many things effect, or the, the rear pocket, where you reach out and you pull out, and then you roll on a chart, and, you know, you're in a situation where an angry security guard is trying to throw you out of the mall. You reach in your back pocket and produce a horse. That's, a, that's actually something that happened in a game that I played with a friend of mine. <laughs> reach in his pocket to find something to... Stave off the security guard, and pulled out a horse. Horse promptly expressed his displeasure for being there and walked away. It's a game. It's an excellent game to just stop thinking for a while and just have fun. It's you know nothing serious, no big storytelling, you know no high themes or anything. But uh, and I will say that the less seriously you take it, the better. You can have a lot yeah. of fun.
1: And and it also contains one of our heretofore unknown favorite things, random tables to generate whatever you want. <laughs> so do you want
0: to, I got, before we started recording today, I got you to roll randomly your species and <laughs> occupation. Would you care to reveal the character that you are going to have to create?
1: Oh, so my species was a rooster,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was interesting. Right. And the occupation I rolled was, Fre- it was a cook. French chef. Cook or French chef. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so we decided to name him Cucko
1: Van. <laughs> you know... The, I, and it's... his catchphrase is obviously <laughs> cockadoodle doo. Exactly.
0: I mean... <laughs> so you can see right off the bat it is not a game to take seriously. It's not a game where min-maxers min-max- or power gamers are going to sit there and try and game the system's mechanics. There is no such thing. You just... Go in, you throw four dice, throw your stats on a random French chef rooster, and you're done.
1: You start the game. It's You know what? Let's keep this metaphor. going. I'm going to roll his attributes. Yeah, go for it. Let me see if I have... I think I have Ooh. some d6s. I got a six for muscle.
0: Oof. He's a big one.
1: I got a three for zip. Reasonably quick. Five for smarts. Ooh. And a three for spot? That's pretty good. Interesting. That's, that's, that's a very weird breakdown of right, how that all see. comes out.
0: I've got a chicken hawk. <laughs> a chicken hawk salesman.
1: A chicken hawk salesman. A rooster and a chicken hawk. Okay, so we definitely got a bird theme Walk going here. to
0: a bar. Um, <laughs> with one for muscle. Oh. Two for zip. Four for smarts, and five for chutzpah. You know, that's, this is one of the games where you actually can have just as much fun playing a character with a low stat as a high stat. Maybe your character is too dumb to recognize when that bomb, you know, you can't spell the word bomb on the bomb that someone has just handed him. You know that kind of thing? Yeah or if the character's too weak to open a door and keep having you know as soon as an octopus is chasing him he's like struggling to open the door but he can't get it so there's a lot and of then fun And then to the be other having. person
1: walks over and <laughs> pulls the door while he was pushing it. Yeah, like a 90-year-old
0: granny character just comes and just open the door. What are, you, what are you doing?
1: I'm trying to remember the name. I cannot remember the name of the chicken hawk in Looney Tunes.
0: Did he have a name? I don't I just remember that he was like the, the the tough guy, always trying to prove himself to to fog Okay, one, right? so
1: so I don't maybe remember I this name, so maybe they never said it. His apparently his name was Henry Hawk, spelled H E N E R Y. Henry. Henry. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad you didn't get a high strength score because that would have been you could have just done the the instead of just always beating the rooster over the head and dragging him away to eat him. You just beat people over the head until they buy whatever you're selling.
0: Well, I think he's physically weak. He's not too quick, but he's smart and he has more, more chutzpah. He's got like bravery. That's disproportionate to his ability to back it up. (laughs) To me, that still sounds like an ideal cartoon character. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. No, you still have a great character. I was just wanting to make an analog. Since we ended up with a rooster and a chicken hawk, I was like, I wanted to make a new Looney Tunes analog. Because <laughs> it was kind of funny that my character would be the one who's cooking, whereas yours is the one who is the more the salesman shtick. We really reversed those two yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, Ill-
0: <laughs> ill-fitting ill characters, though. I mean, that's kind of a hallmark <laughs> of cartoons, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so Toon is something that I definitely would play. Now, tell me how you think it would play out on play-by-post, because that is ultimately our core goal yeah, here when we talk yeah. about these things. I think my personal opinion is there would be some issues, but I haven't played it before. And I also yeah, own it, the book.
0: It, it really is not character-focused in the, in the way that uh, um, most role-playing games are, and, like not in a literary fashion. Your characters mm-hmm. tend to have their sort of archetype or... Um, catchphrases, that kind of thing. Combat or skill checks such as they are tend to be quick. You could certainly do it on the website, but I don't know that you would get the same ex- experience that you would in person because being cartoon, it's quite animated in that you'll find yourself sort of acting out in goofy fashion. Hmm. If you were to take a look at a Looney Tunes cartoon and then translate that into a, I I want you to think of a novelization of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's, I'm not saying it can't work, but I'm saying that a text only version of this game would be much more challenging to get the same level of fun out of it. It's a game that definitely benefits from the immediacy of a bunch of idiot friends in the same
1: room. Yeah, especially because since it's a a more comedy driven game in a lot of ways, even if it's not, even if you're doing like a serious story, the way you're telling it is going to be more comedy driven. Because you can have those serious cartoon characters, yeah. but sometimes funny things just happen around them, or, and so
0: or you can ramp up the seriousness into sort of over the top melodrama, right? Still but technically the, a serious thing underneath, but then the way you approach it becomes ridiculous.
1: And it's 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 the fun I think in this game, from what I've heard about it and what I'm reading mm-hmm. and have read, comes from your interactions with other people.
0: It tends to be much better as a party game,
1: yeah. Like yeah a, a party r p g if you will yeah. maybe what we'll do when we start having guests hint hint <gasps> listeners ooh, ooh at ooh. some point there good will be, be guests. Good to you, <laughs> but maybe that's what we'll we'll replace our adventure assemble section with something like this for them, and I'll just make you run it for us every time, yeah <laughs> wait, no, wait, that yeah. sounds like more work. I've, all I have to do is delete yeah. the no wait. I got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I
0: agree with this. Plan. <laughs> what are you doing? Just edit words out of order. To, that's actually a pretty, no, that's pretty smart. I, I take it. Yeah. Better.
1: yeah. yeah if, I, if I wasn't so lazy, that'd probably happen more often.
0: <laughs> that's the thing about being a criminal genius. It really requires motivation. Otherwise, you're just like, ah.
1: <laughs> I'm a criminal genius. I've never heard of you. I'm
0: also lazy. I mean, you get smart enough, you realize what's the point? Ugh, yeah. Get it?
1: Ah, if I steal it now, I just have to steal it again later. Yeah. So I mean,
0: <laughs> there's tune. There's really, honestly, there's not a lot to go into in tune, and that's kind of the right. beauty of it. Because yeah. you know, the idea is you roll a number of dice equal to your thing and whatever skill you have, and you try and meet a target. I think it's like a target of twelve or something to do it, and it's as <laughs> simple as that. You know. <laughs>
1: Yep, not a lot to go into on Tune, no, and yet we've no. been talking for about 30 minutes. <laughs>
0: well, I, I think that also might be that we're trying to avoid talking about any other games that feature D6 as heavily, but... I,
1: Are there I, other games I, I that do real. it?
0: Uh, Yeah, West End Games is Star Wars from the oh, yeah, uh, yeah. from the yep. late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. You're that's, right, that's you're the right. Only, that's the I think that's it, right? And Fighting Fantasy, which I, I, I mentioned before, was not really a role-playing game.
1: Right. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah, so I think since that's it, it's right? Covered all of We've covered the, everything all of at that games. point now. Yeah. yeah, there's no other version right. of a D six game. No, no
0: no very popular, widely played games sort of cross you know, genre games. Nothing that I can think of.
1: Star Wars almost covers a niche that I feel is unfilled in the D six systems. Yeah. In that, you know, they they have this kind of future tech, and there's hacking, and there's all that stuff, mm-hmm. but there's not this, like, cyberpunk element to it. I well, feel like a the, cyberpunk D6 game would work really well. No, they have
0: that. They have that, because your characters can have implants. And if you want to lean okay. more towards the magic things, then you just have the Force. So, I mean, it covers, right. it covers cyberpunk, it covers adventure, it covers space combat, it, it, covers, it covers everything, really. You have different alien races, so you can play... Of varied races. Uh, oh well, yeah, there you no, go. I mean, I, we.
1: I guess there is no need for any other D six game. So we'll just think of any oh, wait, reason. I am. I am getting an email right now. Actually, oh. there's oh. a. Oh, interesting. Check your notifications. What's that? It uh, seems like there's a new game coming out. Oh. Um. It's called a new game. Dark Speeder. No, no. Shadow Run. Shadow Run is what they're calling it. Shadow hmm. Shadow Run. Yeah. Sh- Shaolin Run. Shall and run. Okay. Okay. Is yeah. that like... Oh, no. Oh, shadow run. Shadow. Okay. I see that. It's bigger now. I see it. Shadora. Oh. Shadora. Oh. Interesting. Okay. All right, then. Well, let's peruse this a little bit. See, I mean, hmm. probably not going to be very popular with people. No. Uh, looks like it's also a D6 system. That's kind of cool. Oh. I've got the quick start rules here, so it should be nice and simple for us to get through. Well, no if it's deal. got a
0: quick start rules, then it must be quick to
1: start. I exactly. It says it right in the right in the guide. I- I do have I do have a first concern though. This is the Quick Start rules. Mm -hmm. There are thirty-one pages. Mm -hmm. They define quick different than I do. That's not. Let's go to the end and see how many pages are just because sometimes they put like character sheets and pre-generate characters. Let's see. Let's see how many are there.
0: Appendices of items and things like that.
1: Okay, so so thirty pages because this last page is just like a back cover. Mm. Okay, so we'll go back one more. Right. Okay, we got a GM screen. And we've got a character. Oh, there's some problematic stuff on that character we'll talk about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's three pages. Oh, two more pages. So five pages of character stuff. Right. Six pages. Okay. All right. So it's only 25 pages. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> Pick it up and you're already ready to go.
1: It's...
0: If okay. If you've the book, you oh, much Oh, wait. Hold
1: it. on. There. This This looks like this is an adventure. Oh, okay. This is... This is... Okay, so I'll take that into account as well. So that's six. Sweet Making nuts. it harder
0: and harder to make fun of Shadowrun's complexity. That's that's all I'm getting at right now.
1: <laughs> all right. So, wait, wait. What am I doing? So we had those five. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So nineteen pages quick start. Okay, that's not bad. I ha- I have seen worse. I have seen worse. I I yeah.
0: Like cinnabar. And...
1: Cinnabar is worse. <laughs> So, so yes, this isn't bad, right? But oh man, I, as I skim through here, I'm seeing a lot of things that. Oops, I didn't want to go there. I want to go back to the beginning. Let's start in the dice because this is a d6 system, and we're talking right. about dice ostensibly.
0: Yeah, I heard that. I
1: heard that right? Shadowrun uses a number of six-sided dice to resolve actions.
0: So what, like I, I can show up to the game with three or four dice, and I'll be okay.
1: I haven't got that far. Let me keep reading. Mm-hmm. So they resolve use the six-sided dice to resolve actions normally through tests. Test is bolded has a page number after it. I'm assuming that means test is a thing. Right. A typical player even in these quick start rules may use up to a dozen dice at any one time. So having plenty on hand is a good idea. Huh? That
0: sounds That's like a lot, a lot, of, lot dice. of
1: dice. Lot of
0: that dice. is
1: That is a number of dice. That's 12 dice right there.
0: You know what? I'm looking to I've got this big Pile of dice here, and only six of them are six sided. So,
1: oh no, I well, guess you I can't play Shadowrun. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so,
0: all of those jokes about people requiring a hundred six sided dice to play Shadowrun, Shadowrunner players are like, no, nah, it's just it's exaggeration. It's not true. It's <laughs> You're true. liars. No, it's true. You are liars. <laughs> you, you guys are just so far gone, you don't even know. <laughs> if I'm showing up with 12 dice, it's not all going to be six sided. I want more variety, you know. Um, my first exposure to Shadowrun my first exposure to Shadowrun I played it I played the first edition when it first came out so that means first edition before any major revisions or uh, corrections had been done to it and I remember the game was distinctly off putting to me I like the setting you know I like the I like the ideas behind the setting at least as they were in the older editions I understand things have changed now as they've got a uh, progressive storyline, or progressing storyline, rather?
1: I There is a timeline that I was trying to find some through line for, and I, I could not.
0: There's a lot going on. Got a oh, lot yeah. Going on.
1: They, they are very detailed in what's going on. I could tell you the presidents from 1988?
0: Right.
1: No. Yeah. From 19... Is that... Yeah. Because George W. Bush numbers, was so. unable to run for the 1988 presidency... And so it was won by Michael Dukakis. George H.W., sure. And I could tell you the presidents from there forward. Okay. <laughs> Riveting as that is. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I'm just saying. like, <laughs> I, That was one of the things that was popping yeah. out to me every time I went through.
0: But yeah. No, I remember when we started playing it. The I, The setting was fine. Uh, I played an Elvin Decker, and I, I enjoyed playing the character. Uh, I But the system was just and again i will I will graciously allow for the whole first edition being the very rough copy of the thing. Mm-hmm. It was just needlessly complex
1: at times, yeah,
0: and obtuse when you're trying to read through the source material
1: also i read through I was reading through some of these, and yeah. at one point, I read something that the government had seized Native American lands and sold them to a private organization. And then the there was a ruling made that private organizations were basically immune from any strictures in the country they were in, and I'm like, I feel like they've tried to do that in real life, and that got shot down hard. Well, and they're saying in 2000 this was done that way. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> let's not get into uh, you know North American history too much, but taking land <laughs> away from the Native Americans is kind of a time honored tradition.
1: Right, no, no, I'm not saying yeah, like, yeah. that's not something that we failed at. I'm yeah. saying this said they took all of it. They said, okay, right. you know these protected lands, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, those are ours now. We're doing it for because we want your resources, which yeah, that's an American thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll say it, I'm American, I can do that. Yeah, but we actually have we have a different view of that kind of stuff now. So looking at it as like a 2000 thing seems really weird to me especially i think there was even one in canada where they did something like that there was some there was some stuff on canada soil yeah yeah in the timeline of the game
0: uh, certainly it's interesting (laughs)
1: because it's very it's very corporation central which you get when you read just kind of even the intro of these kind of things
0: yeah the megacorps kind of thing right yeah
1: yeah the year is 2075
0: yeah, but, but I mean, that's sort of standard cyberpunk stuff, so I, I, I get right. that, where corporations run everything. It's sort of magnifying your fears and misgivings about today uh, tenfold in order to confront it without having to deal with nuance. So I'm, I get that. I understand that. Um, the inclusion of Magic at the time was pretty groundbreaking. Uh, there weren't too many uh, cross-genre games when it initially came out. Uh, those sort of pre-rifts, so I don't think uh, where Targ or GURPS had really uh, nothing. You know, GURPS had, GURPS had a, a few things where it was sort of cross genre, but Shadowrun was among the first of that kind. So I will also give it that. The idea of having magic and elves and pixies in your gritty cyberpunk uh, story. A lo- again, uh, there's a lot that I like about the settings.
1: Yes, I definitely enjoy a lot of it, especially because you have basically three lever three layers to everything. You have kind of mm-hmm. your personal layer you have the megacorp layer and you have like this v- the matrix layer which kind of threw everything yeah so it's kind of interesting plus you're kind of also you start at the behest of uh, corporations like you start as a loser i guess is the way to say it. you wouldn't think of yourself that way but you no. are you're you're a yeah, you're shadow no runner no you're no. you're just an errand person yeah uh, you know i
0: i, I kind of wonder like The Matrix was such a big deal in Shadowrun. Um, That was kind of the early days of the information superhighway. But Mm -hmm. now with the internet being what it is, it's one of those things that uh, slightly in the future settings for movies, books, games, have the problem that reality kind of starts to overlap them at certain points. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at Star Trek the original series now, (laughs) we have technology in our present that surpasses the things that they have in our far future. Yeah, I mean, whatever kind of retconning wars you want to throw in there, it it creates kind of a disconnect. And I think that's one of the things that I wonder about how Shadowrun is managing that. You know, the uh, uh, autonomous cars and drones and stuff that uh, are now reality, but they were science fiction when this thing first came out. Just kind of makes me wonder. I wouldn't mind taking a look at the setting details to see how they deal with that. But again, the complexity and density of the rules... I tried playing a few months ago. No, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, a buddy of mine who got me back into role-playing after a long time away mm-hmm. wanted to play 5th edition. So he created a quick start guide uh, or got a quick start guide, which <laughs> not it was not a quick start
1: guide. It was a start guide. Yeah. I'll give it that. And Yeah, they, they definitely boil it down, and you use only pre-generated characters. So if you just read yeah. the main text, there's no but excess my, stuff you need to know.
0: Mike? And I know this is probably true of many role-playing games, but after you've been playing for a while, you feel like you should be able to look at a character and get an idea what this person can do by looking at the sheet. And this is one of the situations where I looked at it and I was kind of mystified. It's like, I have a lot of ratings and they range, you know, it it just gave me a, it didn't look, it didn't give me a solid look at what this person could do.
1: You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
0: If reading the, the character sheet made me feel like I needed to do more reading.
1: Well, and I look at the character sheets on on these in the Quick Start Guide, and the very top, it's very simple, but it's almost too simple because it's the letters for all the things that you can have at the beginning. So B-A-R-S-W-L-I-C, and then you Barstow? have E-D-G, E-S-S, and M, and I I can guess I've read it recently several Mm -hmm. times and I could guess and maybe get some of those. I get EDG. That's edge. That's obvious. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what ESS is. I would assume essence. Maybe no idea. Honestly,
0: it's been a while since I looked into it. So, I mean,
1: you have between four or no, between what? Six and eight Mm -hmm. attributes. Isn't that what they said? All characters have four physical and four mental and the number of specials will vary. Okay, so they pre- each character possesses nine or ten attributes.
0: So is it is a system with a greater level of complexity offputting to you, or do you find that more exciting? Because I know you tend to like the numbers side of role playing games.
1: I it is offputting, but I also am a very bullheaded person. So when I see stuff like this, I'm like, I want to understand how it works, and especially as someone who wants to write his own system, I like to pick things apart and say, okay, what works here? So like one of the things that we talked a little bit about before we started recording was in combat, you, you declare your attack and you make an opposed test. And then you compare that to armor to figure out what kind of damage you do. If you do actual damage, you then the person you're attacking then tries to resist the damage, which is its own role. And then you take those two, so you you've now subtracted from your attack number twice. No, you've no. You, so yeah, yeah <laughs> We've that's, lost that's you. We've lost you. You've you've added your successes to your damage. Yeah. Your whatever you're doing, your weapon does. You've subtracted that from armor. Any surplus then is gets a chance to be resisted, and then that's your final thing. Okay. And I was looking at it the the way rounds work. I, I'm not opposed to the idea, but what they tell you is. A combat turn is three seconds, and and your 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 attack cannot ever be resolved that quick. Your <laughs> your attack can't ever be resolved. I would say less than thirty seconds, like right. less than a minute, maybe. If, if you got everything good, I'd say thirty seconds is your goal. But if you have some other stuff, like I'll I even throw it at D and D. If you know your numbers, you throw it out there. You say, okay, I got a twenty-seven hit. My damage is forty-six. Okay. Minus, boom, gone. You move on. Whereas this, it'd be, I got a 27. Okay, well, that beats it by six. You're not going to get a 27 unless you're, you know, playing a second level Shadowrun character.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that beats it by six. Sure. Okay, well, now they're going to try and resist. Oh, they only resisted four, but they also have, they also have this thing. So you only did one damage. Ah! <laughs> it takes so long to say yeah. it, and I'm making it up as I go. Yeah.
0: And I know yeah. some of it is unfamiliarity. For sure. Yeah, I will grant you that if we had spent any real length of time studying the system. I, I'm ne- I've am i never been a crunch guy myself, though, so uh, I I have a great deal of difficulty getting into this kind of game. I do I do respect, though, that with that level of complexity, you have more nuance to combat. You have more nuance to the dice rolls, whereas something like Dungeons & Dragons or even Pathfinder will give you a much more simplified version, you know?
1: Like, and I do generally yeah. like some of the things they're throwing out here. Like initiative is one of the things I actually kind of like. You you your passes on initiative. You have a you have a you generate an initiative number, and so it could be like fourteen. It could be like seven. Whatever it is, sure. but you go in descending number numerical order. Then you subtract ten from everybody's, and if they're zero or lower, they're they're done. And anyone who still has initiative gets to go on another pass through initiative, which represents speed better than some things.
0: So some people can end up getting bonus actions because they got a very high initiative?
1: Yes. And and okay. that is one side thing I don't necessarily like because it makes initiative a king skill. Right. And that's one thing I always want to avoid. But I like the idea of whatever you're determining initiative at, there is some variation... And then some people will get to go faster if you're kind of generating speed that way. Because mm-hmm. that's one—it's—it's it's one of those weird balance things in games. D and D does it in that everyone gets one turn per round, and just some people are going to have ridiculously high initiative scores, so they go first. Yeah. yeah, and it's king, but it also doesn't unbalance the game. Whereas in some things, if you can get multiple actions in a round, or if you can get multiple passes. Before anyone else gets another another chance to do something, right. you could just demolish everything because even if you're only hitting a little bit, you can chip them down in your third or fourth pass. Right. Now, again, I don't know the limits of the system, so I don't know how likely it is you to get in those super high numbers.
0: Okay. I can see that, but I'm kind of thinking about Palladium, where depending on your combat uh, skill, and your rating, and your art, your skill, and your Oh level. yeah, I
1: was thinking about Palladium
0: 2. Yeah, where you've got a, a combat round is 15 seconds, and in that 15 seconds you have a, a certain number of actions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, initiative indicates who goes first, and you each take turns going through your list of actions until someone runs out of actions, then everyone else keeps going until everyone's running out of actions, and then once you're done, you start a new initiative over. So let's say mm-hmm. you have... Four, four actions per round. I have three. You want initiative. You'll go first. I go. And we'll keep going until I've run out of actions at the end and you get an extra one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it seems like a very simplified version of what Shadowrun aims to do, but represents it as an aspect of your your level in that combat skill. Because they have different types of combat, like hand-to-hand combat skills, right? Right.
1: And I think I'd be more on yeah. board with Palladium if it wasn't Everyone's a, everyone takes boxing to get as many actions as they can.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, so it, it's, again, it's one of those things that's it's not a bad idea. I, I like um, the Orpheus Protocol is a neat system in that you roll an initiative, and then what you do takes a certain number of actions, which is kind of like uh, feng shui, I think. And so then you reduce your initiative number by that, so then anyone who goes in the interim can go any number of times. The cool thing, I think, in their system is... If you do, if you have a super high initiative and you do several like one action or two action things before other people do, you suffer, uh, I think it's called strain, combat strain, where you're taking several strenuous actions in a row. So you start getting penalized for doing that. So it actually starts to hurt you to take more actions before other people have acted. So it becomes a better idea of, okay, well, I'm going to do this, which will actually put me just below the next person. They'll get to do something, and then I won't take a penalty. And it's a really cool split the difference kind of thing. I think.
0: So setting aside the mechanics of Shadowrun, which we will accept, are certainly easier when you spend more time reading the book, just like as with any this game. game. Yes, yeah.
1: we we are definitely just taking a quick glance over it. Right. We um, are judging it harshly, and we we can we can admit to that, and we're proud of that. Yeah. And if you like Shadowrun, you are welcome to. Just stay out of our face. Yeah, but I mean,
0: um, it's also great. uh, Yields a greater degree of complexity and nuance, which is fine. I accept that. So, setting aside the mechanics, uh, what about the the game world? I uh, like the idea of mixing magic and sci-fi. That's fine. I'm on board with that. I have an issue with high fantasy, as I as I seem to see it in this system, meshing with the cyberpunk, uh, noir. Like, I feel like high fantasy tends to high fantasy. Doesn't really lend itself to that sort of grittiness. I find, that's you know, just maybe the way I'm approaching it. I'm sure it a... i sure. Maybe.
1: I think it might be. I, th- I think there is a definite, <laughs> here you go, marshmallow. There is definitely a ludonarrative dissonance in the way most high fantasy is presented as opposed to like a noir setting. Right but I don't think inherently high setting high fantasy has to go run against the grain. And I think okay. from what I've seen, at least in Shadowrun, run, it kind of works because it's just another way of doing cyber things. Mm-hmm. It's just a different Avenue. just a new way which, to cyber. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, nothing, nothing problematic yeah. with that phrasing at all.
0: Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just find like, if you've got dragons, and, you know, magic swords and paladins in holy armor. At the same time, you've got, you know, people sort of cybernetically attached to their cars. I mean, I, I, I again, I played it, and I, I just have a—the dissonance that I'm having, I find—I wish the magic aspect were slightly toned down, I find. I think that's—if it were subtle effects of magic, as opposed to grandiose— sort of manifestations, I think I would have a better time with it. And that just amounts to personal preference.
1: I think where I run into issues, at least from what I've seen of Shadowrun, Mm -hmm. is they treat them as such different things, so your rules are wildly disproportionate in In things. same
0: game for, yeah.
1: Whereas if it was just you choose this is a magic thing or this is a cyber thing, and it has mechanically, it works the same. You just have a different Reflavor source. The same
0: dice, Reflavor the right. same dice. Yeah.
1: Then it would it would keep everything in line. It would make it nice and easy to to work together. And you wouldn't, because what I what I end up seeing people talk about is you know oh if you take you know a couple of this and you dip into these abilities and take this, which again I'm not saying it isn't something that happens in any other game. I play games where that happens as well. But the flavor is all the same. What they're doing in Shadowrun, from what I hear, is they're they're dipping into the various pieces of the systems, to pull them in, for maximum effect. Oh, I can only get this much cyber, but if I also add magic in, I can beat that cap, or vice versa. However, that works. It's so it's about it's about intentionally breaking the system, which I have learned to not like, and that's something I did in three point five D and D. That was part of the game, okay, well, if I have this combo, I can make a DC 47 plus 22 diplomacy check, and all it requires me is to jump, and then I land, and everyone's my friend. It kind of makes
0: me think of uh, psionics in 1st and 2nd edition Dungeons & Dragons, (laughs) where it's essentially a totally different rule set Mm -hmm. that is not interoperable with magic, for example. Hmm. And it created a lot of confusion, and it became very difficult to mesh. I mean, uh, again, I'll have to look at the later editions of the game. I know Shadowrun First Edition had issues, um, but uh, maybe they found ways to mesh them so that the rule systems aren't so disparate. Yeah. I think I like uh, a role playing system that is internally consistent. Yes. That's what I'm looking for internal consistency.
1: Yeah. Now, some things I will say that I enjoy. About the system, just when I, in my perusal, right. is there. there's a thing called limits, where for some, the capabilities of your equipment can actually limit how good you are. So you could be a, you could be a person who can roll, you know, 30 dice on a gun check, but if the gun you're using only yeah. has like a, a 15 rating, you can only get a certain number of successes, I believe. Okay. Yes. The, so the limit of the thing you're using, and it's generally it says for skill checks, mm-hmm. but I like that idea that sometimes the thing you're using is so inferior that it limits what you are capable of.
0: Right, right,
1: and that makes sense for the world they've established as well.
0: Yeah, no, that works. That works. Yeah, and
1: then I like I like oh. the movement so often in D and D and Pathfinder, which obviously are my touchstones. Mm-hmm. You have your movement speed, and you can take a movement. You can do a double movement, or you can run. In this, your movement is either a nothing action if you're walking, or it's a free action if you run. Running, and I I like that distinction, where like they use meters. So twenty meters is your running speed generally. Mm-hmm. Nope, twenty five. I lied. Okay. Twenty five meters is your r- running speed. Ten meters is your walking speed. And I like that there's a difference there because it's funny when you think about movement speed in combat versus movement speed throughout the city mm-hmm. in like a D&D game. Oh yeah, I move it 30 feet per every six seconds or 60 feet every six seconds. I'm like, that's right. pretty fast. Are you yeah. running everywhere you go? <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I roll. Check out these calf muscles. <laughs> boom, 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 so, boom. Watch me back. So I like how simple it is. I like that hmm. movement isn't really a an action in combat it can be your free action unless you really want to try and cover distance Mm -hmm. and when chase you can sprint which becomes a simple action and you get the way actions in combat work is you get two simple actions and a free action or you get one complex action and a free action so even if you decide to go all out on your movement you Mm -hmm. still have one more action to do something else even if you succeed that's cool to me i love that
0: yeah yeah i can see that because you know if you're playing dungeons and dragons and you just ran 60 feet up to the minotaur and you want to hit it with your hammer it doesn't seem like swinging a hammer at the end of running 60 feet is such a big deal yeah and again i don't spend a lot of time running around with hammers so maybe i'm wrong maybe i need to spend more time running through the city with a hammer just to get an idea what the real world experience would be probably distinctly more jail than dungeons and dragons i would imagine Some people would certainly have questions.
1: Now, I I will say that that one thing, one more thing, I didn't like when I immediately read it. And Mm -hmm. again, I don't know how the full system plays out. There's a thing called glitches. Okay. And glitches happen if half or more of the dice you roll come up as ones.
0: Kind of like a World of
1: Darkness botching sort of deal. Sounds like it. A little bit. Okay. And if if you score a glitch score and zero hits it's a critical glitch okay. so immediately you have a very high percentage chance of even if you succeed having a problem
0: okay
1: and i think i've already made my my thoughts on that clear like even if you're and that's why i say i don't know how the system works out if there's a way that you can mitigate that because if i'm super good at something there are i mean even in one of the roles they have in here they have a dude who rolled 7 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He rolled ten dice for a total of three hits. Okay. That's I mean that's all that's, that's that's not good.
0: <laughs> so you're thinking you're sort of coming at along the lines of a bigger dice pool from your greater expertise yields a greater chance of screwing up more profoundly.
1: Right. And well yeah, I mean you you have more chances to roll a one. Yes, you have more chances to roll a five or a six, which are successes. But if you roll all sixes or half sixes and half ones, you still glitched. And I don't know how a glitch plays out. I don't. <laughs> but it it it's it's an error, fumble or random fluke that causes the action. Oh, never mind. I do know how it plays out. It's possible to both succeed in a task and get a glitch at the same time. So yeah, you could you could complete it, but something bad happens. And I. I don't know that I'm okay with something like that. If I succeed, I should succeed. If I fail, I should fail. And it should be a harder thing to do, the better you are. Right, right. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's about all we're going to cover on Shadowrun. Maybe we'll do a more in-depth one. I have a couple people who have expressed interest in walking us through it, or walking some of us through it. or doing If nothing it, else, help.
0: we've proven that we need some hand-holding
1: here. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely definitely this is not something that we will probably cover any better than this without someone coming on so if you are interested in running us through something like this let us yes, know you. Even if we do it if if you even if we do it offline off recording we can right. always report on how it goes later mm-hmm. at which or point we we'll, record it without we, you knowing
0: yeah or either that or we're going to twist your words for sure yeah. for sure
1: well, yeah. don't say that. I mean of course we're gonna do that. That's a given. If they don't yeah. know that's what's going on, they're well, not just, listening to this podcast. I just felt like we needed to make it clear. <laughs> I don't know. All right, fair enough. All right. Well everything's gonna, fine, don't worry about I'm it. I'm gonna I'm gonna close Shadowrun. Oh, oh the other thing I wanted to say nice about Shadowrun yeah. while I'm yeah, just get it out of the way. The yeah. there is a program that is pretty great called Chummer. Chummer. I don't I can't use it okay. because I don't understand how it works. <laughs> fair enough. Like I, I can underst- I can set it up for the outplay setup, and that it all makes sense. That's easy enough to do. I don't understand what each piece means, so that doesn't help me at all. Sure. But if you wanted to go through something like that, we have a member of the Discord, a member of the site, Marshmallow. You, you may have heard her name before, mm-hmm. who is one of the judges in outplay this year and set up the, here's how you use chumber, and here's what each piece means. Um, I will try and make sure that is a link available. When this episode comes out so that people can look at it and it's a lot of fun to play with just to kind of click up and down buttons, see where your limits are. It's, it's a neat little thing. Whenever I see a game that has something like that, I love playing with it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I find that sometimes character creation apps can help you get a grip on the system better than reading in some cases, as long as it's a well done uh, application. Yes,
1: definitely. So yeah, if nothing else n- today...
0: Today, we have discovered Today. that if you want to get together with your plan- with your friends who have not played a system before, and you just want to hang out and play a role-playing game, you should pick up Tune and not Shadowrun. If you're going to get together and you just assessment. want to hang out for a party, Shadowrun is not the game to just, hey, hey take a look at the rule book quickly, and this is how you do it. That's not yes. going to happen.
1: And and just so that we're clear, because I know this has the potential of bringing a lot of backlash, yep. and there's one thing that King Monkey and I are adamant about is that we are trying to be for all parties. We definitely never single anybody out or any group out mm-hmm. as worse than others. Right. Not
0: even Shadowrun saying... players? Not even Shadowrun players? <laughs> and I will say the other thing is there's no reason you couldn't play Shadowrun in tune. You could play <laughs> you could play high fantasy characters and gritty cyberpunk characters in tune.
1: It's Wait, like are they a band now? Are they playing, in, you know, in, in tune?
0: Yes. That was very clever, and it's ex- not what I meant.
1: God, I take tune seriously,
0: okay? Don't make fun of it. Tune is like a multi-genre role-playing system, too. You could play a, a sports game. You could play, a, a, like, a, a manga sports game. You could play high fantasy. You could play an exploration game. You could play anything in tune. Why aren't we playing tune for every game? This is dumb.
1: <laughs> I I definitely have had a few ideas for tune games that I want to do at some point. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe I'll do them here, maybe I won't, who knows. But <laughs> no one Every knows. just like Shadowrun isn't something you'd pick up at a party. Same thing goes for like D&D, Pathfinder, oh, yeah, World of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you would just say, "Hey, I've got my World of Darkness books. Let's play." Everybody's like, "I've never played that." Sure. No, you would never do that. That unless you've planned time to do this yeah. and walk people through the process, you don't do that. So it's, I just want to make sure. Yeah.
0: We're, in that we regard, are, we are
1: making fun of Shadowrun. We made fun of everything, basically, except for Tune.
0: Except for Tune. Except for Tune. Tune, Tune is, is perfect. solid. Tune it's has solid. no
1: problems ever.
0: And you absolutely could just say, "Here are the rules," and then yes. you're done for sure.
1: Yes, and we'll cover more games like Tune next week when we go on to the 200-word micro games and briefly. And when I say briefly, I mean kind of skim the surface of these games also exist of multi dice systems okay but until then we're gonna hit something else instead right let's do do do? do something else
0: i don't know anything let's just do something else
1: all right i'm going to adventure assemble
0: The adventure, the adventure of a lifetime. There's something in my dentures. I think it tastes like lime.
1: (laughs) I, you know what? I I started, it started as I thought it was just gonna be a one off thing. I don't know (laughs) why. It's kind of become kind of fun for me. Like, can I find a song, a a background music that makes sense that goes with this?
0: I'll give you I'll give you I'll try and give you a different genre to work with from time to time.
1: So far it's been pretty good. So right. far. It's been it's been pretty good. I'm hoping that continues. The first <laughs> heavy metal one it. was
0: the first heavy metal one with no effort on my part was was pretty good. I like that one.
1: Yeah. And surprisingly that one was easier to do than the the second one.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Because <laughs> you 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 kind of you had a different you didn't keep to a consistent beat but you also, like, mushed <laughs> things together enough that it was hard to break up.
0: Well, this one seems like you'd have a bit of an easier time with it then.
1: Yes, this somehow. will be easier. I can Score speed it up, it. slow it down. It'll be nice and rhythmic. It should be much easier. Yeah. But I also, remind me to tell you what I'm doing with this one when we get done here. Right Because I had a fun idea. But last time on Adventure Assemble, well, we've been, we've been coming up with a weird, weird section of the world. Where it's basically a city on the edge of a poison marsh is kind of what we called it right we We rolled up barren wetlands randomly, and the this this person was banished, Jurin, a bandit leader, was banished, gathered other people who were like minded we said because of some just unjust law or laws, and then someone else, the white knight, was sent to protect him or went to protect him. Some right. mystery there. We're not sure, and the poison swamp mutated all of them, but the white knight person. Right. And jurin is now a half man, half hand. A hand handitar. hand handitar. Yeah. And his as, bandit crew. You know, as you do. Yeah, as happens. You know, I mean, sure. you spend too much time in a swamp, things next happen.
0: Thing, next thing you know, <laughs> your lower hand, your lower body is a giant hand. <laughs> and you're trying on five shoes at a time.
1: Yep, and his and his whole bandit crew. Didn't become Handitars, they became Scorpitars, half-person, half-scorpion. It raises questions. I mean, you know. It's not it's consistent. Just, I don't know. They, they're, they're from different sides of the marsh initially, whatever. Fair enough. And right. last time we found out that Edric and whoever I'm bringing were mm. sent out, or were, were, are, have been contracted to slay the beast of the shadowy moor which we decided was the mimic town that also is out in the be- in the poison marsh
0: the town itself is the mimic right yeah
1: right it was there it's a bunch of mimics that have all come together they were all changed into mimics that take these forms and so we think or do you I suppose
0: came- do you suppose mimics sort can breed like a clonal colony where a tree a single tree reproduces genetically identical uh, duplicates of itself yeah. Hmm. just getting into a little bit into the biology of, of mimics because they make no goddamn sense in the first place so trying to I apply think, some kind of sense to it is often a, a thought i society. would think
1: like your your average mimic would probably have sort of a budding process where yeah they kind of create a basically identical duplicate hmm. because maybe mostly your mimics are its own species that can then take whatever shape is most convenient. Do mimics think,
0: grow and get older? Like, does a, a little one start off as a coffer grows into a chest? Eventually, when it's a grandpa uh, mimic, it can turn into a house? Or are they just, like, are, separate species?
1: I, I know from my readings that mm-hmm. there are mimics rumored to have been able to take the forms of houses. Maybe older, ancient mimics. Mm-hmm. So it is a thing that has come up before. Okay. But I think our mimic town is just kind of a random assortment that all happen to have forms that work. Okay. So they yep. came from human or whatever whatever your standard fa- fantasy race is. Sure. And be a- became able to take on these other shapes and so they use it as sort of a way of hiding. And our bandit crew is using it as their base of operations because they are also No, were they not? No, cuz we we thought the idea was to put pit these two groups against each other right that's what, yeah
0: that's kind of yeah what I so
1: thought. so we were so they have an alliance that's what it was we, they have an alliance with the crew with the mimic town and so our people were going to attack to get the teeth of the shadowy moor the beast of the shadowy moor mm-hmm. and the bandit crew was going to come in and try and save them get and we, the uh, idea was to get them fighting each other right
0: yeah okay i don't i wonder, I like wonder that. if the bandits occasionally feed the town and Then the town, in return, provides shelter on occasion
1: i I think that's what we came to. i mean yeah. it, it would probably help if if I actually reviewed things beforehand and made maybe made better notes <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't
0: I'm sorry, I don't understand what does that even mean
1: no, what are notes, <laughs> notes? i right. I do know that the idea since it was an elven lady giving us the quest, yeah, the idea was to turn the bandit crew on the town, ah. I've got it now. I remember what we get said. We thought our guys were going to go out and find the bandit crew and use them to help us get this in, in exchange for supposedly clemency of some sort. Mm-hmm. But really, she was using all of it to wipe out both these groups of people who they don't want to band together. I remember that. It was definitely okay. to keep these people from banding together, realizing there's a lot of them that they could potentially actually make change if they got together enough.
0: Got me wondering about the elves. Do they have yes. like a massive empire or are they doing all of this kind of behind the scenes?
1: <laughs> you, yep. Yeah, you asked that last time too.
0: We never did figure <laughs> it out. Well maybe <laughs> we never will. <laughs>
1: yeah, we Whatever. don't know.
0: It's we don't important. know.
1: We we do know that they seem to be doing our bits of it behind the mm-hmm. shadows. So maybe everything is and everyone thinks they're good. Maybe. But they run the shadowy organization. Maybe that's where the real maybe Drow in this world Aren't really a thing that exists. They call them like shadow elves, but it's really just the other face of the elves Maybe. as a people. There's no mm. actual split. They just use that as oh yeah, it's must be the Drow who are so evil. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, right. I like that. It drow are just a myth. No one's ever seen one. Elves just tell you they totally exist. They're causing all the problems.
0: So I wonder if we introduce a twist today. Maybe it'll yield some more details on the elves and their mysterious plan.
1: There's only one way to know, and that's by rolling a d10. I have a d10. I have a list. It's the
0: purple transparent sparkly one, by the way. I know. Okay. <clears throat> three! One, two, three.
1: Three! The protagonist... <laughs> okay. okay, we'll have to... We're going to have to tweak this a little bit. I'm going to read it exactly as is, though. The right. protagonist turns out to be the alternate antagonist's aunt. <laughs> uh, this is revealed in an emotional breakdown. Okay, no. so our protagonist for this can't be Edric. No. I
0: think Edric is kind of like a Mad Max type person in that he's always a key element of someone else's plot.
1: Yes, that's kind of how I've been doing it, generally. It seems to be working is that, that way. Like, there's another plot. We're mm-hmm. seeing it from Edric's point of view, but he's actually not the main character of the story. He's just kind of our yeah. viewpoint character.
0: And he, he plays so, a pivotal role, but it's not about him. Alright, okay. I so, feel
1: like I feel he... like in this case, the protagonist has to be the White Knight. Okay. The unnamed White Knight. Right. This this mysterious person who followed Joran out, right. for whatever reason, was definitely, we, we decided, highly involved in the law stuff, but couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. and left with him, and has been protecting him all this time. Right, and always is there. And I think that is Juran's aunt, because okay. Juran would be our alternate protect, our alternate does, what did does I say? antagonist, because okay. he, he would be viewed <laughs> as the it? antagonist. <laughs> Hi.
0: does Juran know that the White Knight is his aunt?
1: I think we don't know that. I think he doesn't know that, and that we would find out. At some point, he has to have an emotional breakdown. Oh, since we're, we're, our goal will be to turn the bandits against the town, the the mimic town. It's when he starts, he realizes these things are alive and not evil. He'll have an emotional breakdown and she'll have to reveal it to like, listen, listen, you don't understand. I came here to prove because I didn't believe either. You're right. I want to support you. Yeah. Okay. That works. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Oh well, let me uh let me copy that into our definitely thing. I totally reference every time. Yeah,
0: for sure, absolutely a thing. <laughs> you know, we do this randomly, and it does create a little bit of uh, a little bit of dissonance because we're it's not something we sat down to plan. Therefore, it's not as burned or etched into our tiny little brains. You know. Yeah, definitely not. Okay.
1: Oh, and I, I you're definitely bringing Edric again. For now, but I okay. have I have an Until idea him. for
0: a different character for the next oh. for the next the next adventure we begin. So
1: what you're saying is we need a reason for him not to be at the next adventure?
0: Not necessarily.
1: I have a reason it, already. It, his his nymph wife shows up and kills him? No,
0: nope, because <laughs> the next one will be the adventures of the nymph wife. Because she's
1: not just oh. sitting around at home. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I just generated my character.
0: Okay. But female. For, t- for today, it's still Edric, right.
1: right. Yes. yes Moving yes, on. Yes. All right.
0: So you've generated I've, a character.
1: I've generated a character. She is a female. Mm-hmm. She is a dwarf.
0: Okay. Did she come she... from the island with me? Like, uh, where, where the dwarves and the nymphs were? Did she uh, join us there? Is that how she joined the party? Mm, that's a good question. Maybe.
1: Let's see. She is neutral evil... Maybe. Is would. what came up randomly. Okay. So I'm. She's also a rogue. So like, I I just guess that she just takes things kind of too much. Okay. Relatively young, only forty.
0: Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that you said that.
1: <laughs> well, for a dwarf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were, if that was a human, I
0: mean, oh, forget ancient. it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just buy a coffin now.
1: Yeah, and oh. she is. Her name is. Kotri, Kotri, K O T R I, Kotri, K O T R I, Kotri, 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 Kotri. K-o-t-r-i. Kotri. 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 <laughs> yep, yeah, we, we both with we the same. We both decided there. to
0: roll the R's, so that's it. <laughs>
1: Kotri, Kotri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a high level character. Hmm. Interesting. I suspect
0: she came from the, the same island where the dwarves and nymphs were living. That uh, makes sense that she sort of picked up with him at that time. And yeah, okay.
1: Okay, so so were, were the nymphs last? No, the not last. No, last was, was the the islands?
0: Yeah, the floating islands and the the satellite.
1: You know what? I I do think she I think she came from from the the dwarf island. I think she was hired to hunt you down because remember, oh. your mother Ooh. was on that island. Yep, and I feel like your mother has been worried about you since the stories of things disappearing and the marriage, like. It was a big deal. Things got out eventually. And so I think she found this person and said, please find my son and keep him alive.
0: At all cost.
1: Even if that means killing him.
0: (laughs) Well, even if it means killing someone around him. Because you don't hire a neutral evil person to do the right thing, right? Country, the dwarf.
1: (laughs) Not dwarf. that's you. (laughs) I'm the only dwarf around here. (laughs) We we will have to find a time to run into your father at some point now too. Yeah, we haven't.
0: Uh, well, when we randomly roll up a,
1: an orc, you know,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it's his wife that ends up running into them.
1: That would be great. Oh man, I hope I randomly generate. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I won't randomly generate that one. Maybe I'll
0: quote unquote randomly you say generate that it's ran- it. In the yeah. proper hallowed tradition
1: of a DM, it's like, whoa! Oh, look I... what it just had. <laughs> it's your dad. What? It's... It's an, oh, it's an orc. Oh, but the roll hadn't stopped yet. Yeah, but it's an Shh, orc. Sh- <laughs> shut up. Also, you never roll for this. You definitely use an online, don't shut up.
0: <laughs> sounded like you flipped a
1: coin. <laughs> I don't know, sure. <laughs> so, very interesting things going on. We've got Juran's aunt is protecting him and is going to reveal it. And Kotri, Kotri, the dwarf oh. rogue, of course, of course
0: she has to maintain her identity. she's concealed her identity because the people back in her hometown where she came from, they don't know that she is the white knight. They, you know ah. they, those people are occasionally running into the bandits and they just see the white knight there. they don't realize it's this woman. She's going back and forth. She's maintaining her identity. she's like doing trips out to the to the bandits.
1: Right. We had talked about in that first episode that the White Knight might be a former agent of the government that turned against them. I think we said was exiled with the bandits, but I think it's better if she turned against them and maintains her connection.
0: Mm -hmm. So she has to sneak out to help the bandits. And jurin. can't reveal who she is because that would jeopardize her position in court.
1: One of the weird things we established about this White Knight Mm -hmm. is that When Jern needs her, he is she is always there. Right. So perhaps that there is some protective magic she has worked, so that way she knows when she is needed, she gets to a hidden place and then appears with him.
0: Kind of a superhero thing going on almost.
1: Almost, yeah. Only it's magic.
0: It's super magic hero. (laughs) It's rifts. Super magic hero academia. We're playing Rifts again, that's
1: Wait, is this Shadow Run? Does she have a cyber be. arm? <laughs> she,
0: I don't know. Roll. <laughs> yeah, she. Wait, wait, hold on. I,
1: let me roll. Let me roll the right number of dice.
0: Okay. All of the d sixes. Ah, there's
1: another one. Just one off. Oh. That's one success, two success, three success, three successes. Is that enough? So she has a cyber arm. T- to oh. give her a cyber arm. Is that it's enough to some- give her a cyber arm? Because
0: she was somehow in contact with the fallen star. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Too many connections!
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe looping a bit into itself a bit
1: more. I think that's something that will happen eventually. Maybe. If the elves ever manage to get control of it. Anyway, that is all for this time. We'll see how it all wraps up next time
0: on Adventure Assemble. I can't can't imagine how it's
1: going to wrap up.
0: Yeah, I mean... Doesn't Either make a
1: lot of sense. If if Edric and Kotri, uh if they manage to do what they're supposed to do, a lot of innocent people are gonna die.
0: But if they don't manage it, then they're gonna be on the run again more from the elves.
1: Right. Which, I mean, really shouldn't be much of an issue.
0: <laughs> I guess now that I say it, it's like, oh no. <laughs> There's another bounty
1: on me. Elves yeah. or my wife. Ah. Oh no, elves, you caught me. Crap, quick, take me away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know i I think the I think his wife is probably a better capture at this point because she was cool enough to just say, "Yeah, you know what? You want to rove the earth adventuring? That's fine." You know, I. But remember, he lost his ring.
1: He, Edric lost his wedding ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's
0: why she's looking for him because that's sort of a, a, a she can.
1: She always mm-hmm. knows
0: as long as he's wearing the ring. As, as soon as it fell off, she was like, "What?"
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Dirty
0: Bard. But now she doesn't know where he is because they're not connected. And he didn't know that his ring could do the same thing. Definitely not. Because he's definitely he's not. kind of an idiot. <laughs> 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 well, until next time, we done. We are done. Goodbye. I'm wearing makeup. Like I'm, I'm like full, full production here. What you don't know doesn't hurt you.